Welcome to Rama for Today. I said, what's the matter? Oh, he said, you know that cat, that granny's been feeding that cat that's so wild, somebody poured boiling water on her. Yeah, well, said she got a hold of it and put it in a sack for me to bring over here to give to mama, and I shook the thing out and it's run all of us out of the house. It's just a guy, that thing was wild. It's climbing the walls. Well, I said, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just go in there and bring the cat out in my arms, petting him. Oh, I've already been in there twice. They run me out. You know, I said, you watch and see. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the believer's authority. More next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I remember one lady said, Brother Hagan, I understand something now. My little four-year-old boy, Daddy was taking a journey on the airplane, you see. And so we, I didn't want to leave them. He, he left away, away about 4 o'clock in the morning. And I didn't want to leave these little children, 4-year-old boy and 2-year-old girl, home asleep. They might wake up and everybody's gone. So just in their pajamas, I put them in the back seat of the car. And they're sound asleep and drove out to the airport, you see. And Daddy got on the airplane. And she said, that, you know, the plane went down that runway and roared off into the sky. And as that plane roared off into the sky, the little 4-year-old boy, you see, never been born again. Certainly not. But she rose up in that back seat and said, Mama, 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 is Daddy on that airplane? Why, she said, Yes, honey, you know he is. Oh, said he, don't he know it's going to run into that mountain? And it ran into the mountain within two hours and his daddy was killed. And that little boy knew that. How do you know that? Because his spirit, you see, is in contact. His spirit, you see, has not been contaminated with sin. He hasn't. He was alive unto God. Can you see that? And I learned something as a little boy. I learned it and then it would work for me even after I got up old enough in that I'd sinned and my spirit was not in contact with God and I died. Can you understand that spiritually, see? But I learned as a little boy that, that wild animals, dogs, cats that had been, been beaten, you know, and just as wild and, uh, and other wild animals, I learned this much that uh, they would, uh, if you're not afraid of them, they won't be afraid of you, they won't bother you. I walk right up to them. I could, as a little kid, tame wild animals because I never exhibited any fear. And in our part of the town, after I grew up older, I used that same thing. I wouldn't let fear dominate me. There was a people had a ferocious bulldog. We didn't have all the regulations, you know. They got them all in because of a lot of those things. But this dog had bits and several people. I mean, just severe damage, you know. I know my oldest brother, he'd, he'd come running in, just get scared to death. And I'd walk right by there. In fact, when that dog came running to me, I went running. I went walking right up to him. See, I didn't turn and run. I didn't get afraid. I walked right up to him. Him just a barking, ferocious, knowing I knew that he'd rip people apart and send them to the hospital. But I walked right up to him and just spoke very kindly to him. He didn't know me. But he just sort of sniffed around my pant leg you know, and started wagging his tail. I patted him on the head and he walked off. And people all over the community said, that beats anything I've ever seen in my life. I remember... That my mother wanted a cat, and she didn't have one, and so uh, my, my, my grandmother, somewhere or another to her house, she had been feeding, somebody had, had, had scalded, they'd poured boiling water on this cat, and all the hair had come off of it, and it'd come up out of the brush, and Granny would feed it. And its hair grew back, but it's afraid of all humans. And so my grandmother, she kept feeding the cat, because it finally got, got tamed down, got friendly with her, you see. 
and now this its hair has grown back on it looks fine you see and so she got a hold of the cat up into her arms eventually and she put it into a sack you know and of course that scared it and, and wanted uh, you know my oldest brother to bring that over to my mother now and so he brought that cat in that sack over there and without thinking brought it into the house and shook it out and that cat went wild oh my lord that cat run everybody out of the house I mean that cat run every human being out of the house climb the walls and jump on you you see well here I come walking up I didn't know what's happened I came walking up and and, and, and this was after I'd gotten saved. I didn't have the baptism of the Ghost, but I was saved. Now, I'm healed by the power of God, knew something about dominion. So, and I came walking up, and, and, and I, everybody's outside the house. And I said, well, what, what's the matter? You know, I could see them when they turned the corner down there. You know, before I got down there, they're all out in the yard. What, and the people's agitated. I mean, the neighbors have come to see what's the matter. And, and, and one or two had tried to go in, my oldest brother, and then one of the neighboring men tried to go in, you know, and boy, they come out. I mean, they come out in a hurry. That cat jumped on them. I said, what's the matter? Oh, he said, you know that cat that Granny's been feeding, that cat that's so wild, somebody poured boiling water on her. Yeah, well, said she got a hold of it and put it in a sack for me to bring over here to give to Mama, and I shook the thing out and it's run all of us out of the house. It's just a guy, that thing was wild. It's climbing the walls. Well, I said, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just go in there and bring the cat out in my arms, petting him. Oh, I've already been in there twice. They run me out. You know, I said, you watch and see. Well, I guess, you know, of course, he knew I wouldn't bet, you know, but he said, I'll tell you what. He reached his pocket and got his pocket knife about 15 cents. That's all he had in those depression days. Of course, 15 cents is a lot of money then, you know. You could go on a date for 15 cents. <laughs> Now, some of you folks can't remember that, but some of you can. Anybody here remember that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Amen. Yes, sir. Man, you could buy a gallon of gas for eight, nine, and not over ten cents. I pulled up to one of them old pumps, you know, a many time, you know, with my girlfriend, and said to the fella, stuck my finger out like that, you know, fill her up. <laughs> and he put one gallon in it, and I gave him a dime and rolled off. I want to de-impress that girl, you know. <laughs> Amen. So my brother, he pulled that pocket knife and that 15 cents, he said, this is all I've got to my, to my name, nothing else of any value. You go in there and you come out with that cat. Well, he said, I'll give all of this to you. Well, I went in there in 15 minutes' time. I came out with a cat in my arms. Well, he never did give me the knife or the 15 cents either. <laughs> of course, I really didn't expect him to. But he just shook his head. But the secret is not to be afraid. Now, the devil knows when you're afraid of him and he delights in coming by and rubbing your hair down in your face and rubbing your nose in the sand and he'll come by your house every morning before you go to work just to get you in good shape to be defeated for the entire day. <laughs> Amen. I was, holding, I was preaching really down in Dallas 1953, taking care of a church while the pastor was gone on a leave of absence, and he had another evangelist to come preach for two weeks. And after he came and preached, I said to the, well, he hadn't preached but one sermon. I said to the associate pastor, I'm glad to just stand two weeks. But I said, after he's here two weeks, it'll take us the rest of the summer to get over this. 
because he put out, he spewed out enough fear and unbelief the very first service to last for six months. And some way or another, people will believe that quicker than they'll believe the truth. Are you listening to me? So he was preaching one night and he couldn't get any results, so he decided he'd just try to get everybody that had any kind of a need. So he said, you know, if you if you got any kind of a need, well, you just come down here and I'll pray with you. And so, so here came a young lady. I knew she was a member of this church and filled with the Holy Spirit, all right. And she, he said, what's your need? Well, she said, I'll tell you, I work in an office where there are 19 other girls beside myself, 20 of we girls, young women, our women, work in this office. There is a man who's foreman over us. But I'm the only Christian among all of these 20, counting the men, see 21 of them all together, but 20 ladies. I'm the only Christian. And I'll tell you, they just give me a hard time. She began to cry and to whine. They just give me a hard time. It's just so hard. And I just wanted you to pray that God would give me something to put me over. And she had all she ever needed to put her over all the time. Didn't know it. So he didn't know the Bible either. Bless his heart. Blind lead the blind. They'll both fall into it, the Bible said. So he just said, bless God, I'm going to lay hands on you and pray that God would give you a special anointing to put you over. No, that's why we got the Holy Ghost was to put us over. That's why the greater one's in there to put us over. So he prayed with much vigor, vim, and vitality and shook her, you know, quite vehemently that God would give her the special anointing to put her over and to make her a success. And then he passed her on and she, instead of going back to her seat, just a weeping and a crying, went to the prayer room. Well, in the meantime, about the time she went back there, a gentleman came walking up to me and said, Brother Hagin, would you go with me to the prayer room to pray? He said, I'm a backslider. I've been backslid for a number of years, but God's been speaking to me in these meetings. I want to get back to God. So while they continued this prayer line out front, I went around there to the prayer room with this gentleman and prayed with him. And he got back into fellowship with God and was happy. But this young lady... I started to leave, but her sobs, her crying, some way or another tore at my heart. Because, you know, she's just crying like somebody died or something. You know, she's just in awful condition. So I went over and knelt down by the side of her and said, Little lady, may I speak to you a moment? And she kept on a sobbing and a crying. And I put my hand on her shoulder and shook her just gently and said, Sister, I can help you if you listen to me. May I speak to you? And so she stopped and looked at me. I said, If I understand correctly, here is your problem. And I described her, or what I've already you know, described to you. And she said, Yes, that's it. Well, I said, uh, out front, I heard the brother say, I'm going to lay hands on you and just pray God will give you a special anointing to put you over. Yeah. Well, I said, Did you get it? Well, she said, I don't know whether it did or not. I said, how are you going to know whether you did it or not? Well, she said, I thought I'd go back on the job, and if I get over, well, I got it, and if I don't get over, I didn't get it. <laughs> See, they think this is just going to work automatically. No, I said, that's not it. That's not the way it works. That's not it at all. In fact, I said, you don't need any special anointing. I said, you are a Christian, aren't you? Oh, yeah. See, I, she said, I'm a member of this church. You know what you're taking care of. I said, I knew you were, but I wanted you to hear it. I wanted to hear you say it in your own mouth. I am a child of God. I am born again. God is my father. I am his child. He's my very own father. I'm his very own child. I had her to say that. Well, I said, you know, Jesus said, my father and I will come and make our abode with you. Oh, yeah. I said, I know that. Then I said, if you're a God child and you're born again, you've got God the Father living with you. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagan and Pastor Hagan 
and the rest of the Hagen family. I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagen's slimline book entitled, Casting Your Cares on the Lord. Next is Kenneth Hagen's CD entitled, The Prison Doors Are Open. Also, Kenneth Hagen's book, How to Live Worry-Free. And last but not least, Lynette Hagen's CD, Do I Really Have to Forgive? All these resources are for the special price of $25. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. February, Winter Bible <laughs> Seminar and Homecoming. Rama Homecoming. February 19th through the 24th. Yes. That's Sunday through a Friday. You can go to rhema.org and slash WBS and register right now. That's but right. Put this on your calendar. Mark your time out right now. Get, get everything in order where you can come. This is one of the greatest meetings, meetings of the year. that we have That's is our right. winter bible seminar there's two meetings we have here on campus and that is winter bible seminar in february and camp meeting in july those yes. are two great conferences that you need to come to so go ahead and make all your plans and get yourself ready to come to the homecoming, and yes. that's for all you Rama grads, and then Winter Bible Seminar for, for everybody, everybody, all of our partners, all of our friends. Yes. Monday, Kenneth Hagen will start a new and powerful teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.